Good morning. Peace be with you. There it is. We, uh, we have a new sound engineer. He's ducking down now. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. Appreciate it. Well, celebration. Oh, wait a minute. Sorry. Pentecost. <laughs> Not the angels. <laughs> we have some uh, announcements this morning. Um, and I think the greatest one, the most joy-filled one, is that we have uh, a friend that uh, you all will know is Jack Flaherty is here with his lovely family all the way from Hawaii. And uh, so we are really glad that you're here, Jack, and I understand it is your birthday. And uh, we will uh, sing happy birthday to him at some point in time. How about right now? Huh? Why not? We can do that. And a one, and a two, and a three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jack. Happy birthday to you. And many more. And many more. There you go, Ed. It's nice to meet you, and it's good to see you here. We have uh, some other announcements that uh, I'd like to draw your attention to in our pink bulletin here. And um, it's real important that if you've got a graduate in your life, will you let us know their name so that we can uh, pay them tribute uh, in an upcoming uh, Sunday and uh, lift them up to the Lord uh, for uh, prayers and provision. And that would be great. So we're talking about promotions too. So I just met somebody that's going in to be a freshman this year. So we're going to lift you up in prayer, too. Is that okay? All right. And um, so that that's, would be great. If you can um, email uh, the office at office at reflutheranorg.org, rather, or uh, our office phone number, leave us a message. Uh, that would be great because we want to make sure that we recognize all that hard work and accomplishment. Uh, let's see here. Ed? I don't think that the, the Hawaiian luau is uh, going to happen this week, right? That was last week? Okay. Anything else that I... Huh? Oh, prayer team. Thank you for that. And she reminded me earlier this week, I got a memory like a steel trap. Um, we would love to have people uh, enlisted on the prayer team. Jesus said that my father's house is a house of prayer. And... We must not ever underestimate the power of prayer and the power of a praying church. And so if you would be uh, inclined to, and I hope all of you would, got quiet, don't, he's looking at me, but in those blue cards that you have in front of you, please fill those out for a prayer, for either for someone you love that's close to you, uh, this nation, anything, right, uh, for yourselves. Those are collected, and they will be prayed on now after the church service at our Bible study. And then it can go, and we'll go in a prayer chain that is emailed to prayer warriors. And so we're calling out all prayer warriors. Would you consider that, please? Would you sign up? That would be great. Okay? I think that's it. So why don't we stand, and why don't we sing as unto the Lord our opening hymn? 
is found on page 526. It's immortal, invisible, God only wise. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, the truth, well, excuse me, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God who is faithful and just will forgive our sins. Let us confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God.
Almighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for you. And for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as you're called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, on this day, you once taught the hearts of your faithful people by sending them the light of your Holy Spirit. Grant us in our day, by the same Spirit, to have a right understanding in all things 
and evermore to rejoice in his holy consolation. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. Our first reading this morning is coming from Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 1 through 14. And this can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1345. It's Ezekiel 37, 1 through 14. <coughs> Excuse me. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he told me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come breath, from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood on their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say, our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. 
when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your land. Then you will know that the Lord has spoken and I have done it, declares the Lord. We will read Psalm 139 responsibly and uh, you can find this on page six in the bulletin. That's Psalm 139. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, if I say, surely the darkness will hide me, and the light become night around me. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. The third reading this morning is from Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 21. And this can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1652. Acts 2, <clears throat> When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now, there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, 
Aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Bilgera and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they ask one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, they have had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Holy Gospel, according to John, the 15th chapter, verses 26 through 16, verse 15. It can be found on your pew Bible on page 1698. Glory to you, O Lord. John records, when the advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. And you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. All of this I have told you so that you will not fall away. They will put you out of the synagogue. In fact, the time is coming when anyone who kills you 
will think that they are offering a service to God. They will do such things because they have not known the Father or me. I have told you this so that when their time comes, you will remember that I warned you about them. I did not tell you this from the beginning because I was with you, but now I am going to him who sent me. None of you asks me, where are you going? Rather, you are filled with grief because I have said these things. But very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment, about sin because people do not believe in me, about righteousness because I am going to the Father, where you can see me no longer, and about judgment because the prince of this world now stands condemned. I have much more to say to you, more than you can know, more than you can bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own, he will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. This is the word of the Lord. The gospel of the Lord, thanks be to you. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. This is the day that the church received power and miraculous things happened with the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit couldn't come until Jesus had, had completed his work. And at this time, it wasn't completed. Sure, he had his ministry and he was uh, uh, crucified and died and buried and then on the third day he rose again. But he still wasn't done. He had to go to the Father. And in his place, he sent the Holy Spirit who was bound, bound to the Word. The Holy Spirit doesn't say things from his own accord, but only what is made known to him through Jesus, the Word. I have a story to tell you. Perhaps you can relate. It struck me as, as something comical, but also that cuts to the quick, if they say. It's a story about 
a convention of tools. Brother Hammer served as the chairman. The other members of the tool belt informed him that he must leave because he was too noisy. But Brother Hammer said, if I have to leave this carpenter shop, then my brother Gimlet must go too. He's insignificant, and he makes a very small impression. Now, a gimlet is a small tool with a screw point, a, a sh- kind of a gnarled point uh, groove shank, and it has a cross handle on it. People used to use it to start a, a hole before they hit a nail to, to stop it from uh, splitting, you know, when you're doing fine carpentry work. I have a gimlet. I didn't know it was called a gimlet, but we went through a period of time where my wife's car was like a magnet for nails. I mean, it was happening every week. It was just uncanny. And um, I would take it down, and they would do this thing they call vulcanizing. I'm like, ooh, that's kind of cool. Star Wars, vulcanizing. Well, what they would do is they would take a gimlet, and it was a pointy little thing, and they'd go through there, and they'd ream it out and make it rough, and then they would poke another piece of rubber that had glue on it and then pull it out, and it was good as new. And for $15, you know, you can have it done for you. But I says there's got to be a way I can do it myself. And I went down to Pep Boys, and by golly, I got one for $15, and I repaired a lot of tires. By the way, I still have it. If you guys have any nails, I, you know, not quite certified. Okay, so in the gimlet, you know, it's not a drink, although I've never had one of those. It sounded kind of foo-foo-la-la, but anyway, so gimlet tool. Not a good pastor, you know. So little brother Gimlet Gimlet arose and said, all right, but brother Screwdriver must go also. You have to turn him around and around to get anywhere with him. Brother Screwdriver turned to the other tools in the tool belt and said, if you wish, I will go. But brother Plane must leave too because all of his work is on the surface. There's no depth to what he does. To this, Brother Plain leveled his terse reply. Well then, Brother Saw will have to depart too because the changes he proposes always cut too deep. Hmm. Brother Saw complained, saying, Brother Ruler will have to withdraw if I leave, for he's always measuring other folks as though he were the only one who is right. And Brother Ruler then surveyed the group and said, Brother Sandpaper doesn't belong here either. He's rougher than he ought to be, and he is always rubbing people the wrong way. And in the midst of the discussion, the master walked in. He had come to perform his day's work. He put on his tool belt. He went to the workbench to make a pulpit. He employed the ruler, the saw, the plane, the hammer, the gimlet, the screwdriver, the sandpaper, and all the other tools too. And when the day's work was over, the pulpit was finished, and the carpenter went home. And all the accusations against each of these tools were absolutely true. 
Yet the carpenter used one of them, every one of them. And no matter which tool he used, no other tool could have done the work better. Amen? It speaks to uh, the fleshly part of me that I've asked out loud here is, who do you think you are? We not, ought not think more of ourselves. And we ought not think less of others. Last week, and I, I just love this, it, it popped out to me, but we read the story of, um, the historical account, rather, of Peter going with his entourage to Cornelius. And they baptized him. And, and the people that were with Peter were astounded, right? And it's like, well, why? I mean, you've been walking around with this guy. He's performed miracles. They were astounded that the Holy Spirit even came on Gentiles. Isn't that something? Sounds kind of like the tool convention. You know, they... <laughs> just only so deep that that plane goes. I mean, even Gentiles? Really? No. Come on. you got to be kidding me. We're the chosen people. No. Even Gentiles. The fact of the matter is they and me and you are not a lot different than those tools. And we're not a lot different than anyone else. We are sinners in need of a Savior. When we hear about Jesus saying that uh, the helper will come and he'll convict sin and righteousness and judgment. The sin that he, that, he, that he convicts of is not necessarily a law type of a thing, but what it does is it's for those that do not believe and it's for those that think more than they ought to and those that are wantonly sinning against God and God alone. He will, God will make their sin known. See it all the time. It happened to yours truly right here. Boy, isn't that embarrassing? You get caught in sin. Isn't it embarrassing when maybe you spoke out of both sides of your mouth? Praise God. Jesus is our Lord and Savior. That person is never going to make it. Right? He's going to come back in righteousness. His righteousness was completed when he went to the Father. And we know that he imparts his righteousness upon us. Right? So he had to go. And judgment. What he means by judgment is the ruler of this world, the prince of darkness, Satan, has already been judged. Jesus said, I saw him falling out of the heavens like a star. Satan doesn't have access to heaven anymore, but boy, does he prowl around like a lion waiting to whoop up the tool convention. Hey, screwdriver. I got to turn you around and around to get anything out of you. Oh, yeah? Sandpaper, you're much too rough. Doesn't that happen? Don't we see it happen in our, maybe our own lives, in our own families, and certainly in this country of ours, in this world? We need Jesus. Jesus tells us that the uh, Holy Spirit does not testify to himself, but to what he has heard. That's an important distinction to make. John writes that Jesus was the Word, and the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. 
And so Jesus binds the Holy Spirit to him, to the confines of his word. Yes, three gods, three equal gods. God within us is the Holy Spirit. But he doesn't speak independently of God the Father and God the Son. And what an astounding scene that we saw in Acts whereupon the Holy Spirit comes and I read and counted there were 18 different groups. It says all the multitude or in another uh, version says uh, all the nations came together. There were 18 different groups that were represented there and they heard the gospel in their own language. How many people here speak a different language than English? Can you raise your hand? I know you do, Perio. Salome. Oh, Levon. Okay. Can you imagine if all of a sudden I just broke out and started speaking Finn? Right? Huh? Everybody else is going, whoa, has he been drinking? Huh, it's only, it's only like 9.40. be a little early, right? But that's what they thought. They, there are people that are scoffers. There's others that were going, oh my gosh, how can this be? They were amazed. They responded to the gospel in their own language. The word has power. The word brings faith. Oh yeah, right? Faith is a gift. The Holy Spirit. That none should boast. They heard it, but others are going, you know. And then what does Peter do? He levels with them. And he rebukes them and says, no. The hour's early. These men are full of the Holy Spirit. These men are pointing you to Jesus. Peter was kind of problematic up until Pentecost, right? I mean, He thought he was helping God. He thought he was helping Jesus by cutting off that guy's ear. And I can almost hear Jesus say, stop helping me. Right? But after this, we see this transformation of of Peter, powerful, powerful preacher. People came to the Lord by the, the Holy Spirit spoken through Peter. We need Jesus. We hear in Ezekiel, the dry bones, Miss Jackie read. That's kind of a, let me me ask you a question. Was that kind of creepy hearing about those bones, you know? Can you imagine that? And like, you know, there's all these shows about, I don't know why people like to watch those scary movies. I can't do it. Scary movies, can't do it. But can you imagine these bones? They're real dry. And all of a sudden, they animate, and they come together, and then all of a sudden, tendons and muscles go, I mean, I'm going, check, please. I can't handle that. Can you imagine that? And yet, here they are. They're all skinned up and everything, but there's no breath. Now, I think that represents those that don't believe yet. We're skin and bones, but we're kind of walking dead before we... We have Christ in our life before our baptism, before the Holy Spirit imparts on us. We're the walking dead, and we don't even know it. But then God breathes life into them. He has to be in there. He breathes the life into them. He breathes the life into you, Brother Hammer. 
He breathed the life into you, Brother Gimlet. Sister Sandpaper. He breathed the life into you. We need Jesus. The law says to us that we have fallen short. The law reminds us that we are that walking dead without and apart from Christ. We, um, we come to our senses when the Spirit falls upon us. And there's another instance in the Bible where someone came to their senses. Do you remember that story of the young man that said, hey, Dad, give me my inheritance. I'm out of here. And he went away. Ended up good Jewish kid in a pig pen. Right? Can't imagine anything lower than that. Sure didn't smell very good. And when he came to his senses, it said he went immediately to his father. And that is what the power of the Holy Spirit, that's what the power of the gospel does to those who hear it. To those that hear it, Brother Hammer, to those that hear it, they realize, man, I'm smelly. I've been in a pig pen. I spent the inheritance that I had, and now I have nothing left. The law says to you and me, you are smelly when we compare ourselves to Brother Hammer and Brother Gimlet. Yeah, we're saved. Our, our, our future is assured. But we ought not be amazed that the Holy Spirit is even for Gentiles or even for a plane or a screwdriver, or vice grips, or a power saw. The Holy Spirit is for all, and that is encapsulated in the demonstration that God so loved the world that he sent his only son. Right? Help me out with that. How does it go after that? For God so loved the world that he sent his only son, that Right, whosoever, you're whosoever's. You're whosoever's by his grace. God came to you in your baptism. This is the, here's Jesus and the proclamation. When you were baptized and you were sealed by the Holy Spirit through water and through the word, you were made complete you were encapsulated and made righteous in what Christ did on that cross and you respond to the gospel and your faith grows every time you hear it you've been given a job to do brother hammer sister sandpaper and your job is to go out and not say this is what I think about God but your job is to go out and share the gospel. Your, your function as God's beautiful tool is to meet people where they're at, to love them, to point them to Jesus and not push. Today we're going to come up and celebrate the sacrament of the altar. And this is a, a gift that Jesus gave us that we come up here 
sinners, but sinners that have confessed and been absolved. Remember that good part there? In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, for his sake he forgives you all your sins. And by his authority, I have been given through your call as your ordained servant of Christ to declare to you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, your sins are forgiven. You're clean. And this is the deposit and this is the foretaste of the feast to come. When all the tools get together in the presence of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Let us now confess our faith to the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, the only Son of God. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come in and judge us and the living and the dead. 
Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Eternal God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we confess you to be the one true God. Accept our thanks today for your Spirit's work in our lives. Help us daily to rely upon the Spirit's important work of teaching, rebuking, reminding, and comforting. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, bless the work of proclaiming your one message of salvation into many languages. Guide those individuals and organizations who endeavor to translate your holy word into foreign languages. By their efforts, bring more people to a knowledge of your salvation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, we acknowledge you to be God and Lord. Renew and strengthen this confession of your holy people as the gospel is preached and the sacraments administered. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of the church, by your Holy Spirit, you pour forth your charity and love into our hearts. Renew your faithful people by your mercy. Sustain them in their hope and faith and work in them a zeal to demonstrate your mercy to others. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O comforter of priceless worth, send peace and unity not only to the nations on earth, but to the Christian church. Give your servants a spirit of Christian love as they seek to conduct the affairs of our church in all humility and godliness. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O merciful Father in heaven, guide all who have authority over us, especially our president, the Congress of the United States, our governor, and all who make, administer, and judge our laws. We humbly pray that these, your servants, will fulfill their civic duties, recognizing that they are your instruments in caring for us in this life by promoting stability and tranquility in our communities. Lord, in, our, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty and everlasting God, the consolation of the sorrowful and the strength of the weak, may the prayers of those who are in any tribulation or distress graciously come before you, especially those we now name silently or out loud. That they may rejoice in your manifold help and comfort. Graciously abide with those who mourn the loss of loved ones. Wrap them in your certain promise of a joyful reunion in heaven for all those who die in the faith. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O Lord our God, in the sacrament of the altar, your Son delivers into our mouths his body and blood for the forgiveness of our sins. By this sacrament, send your Holy Spirit into the hearts of your faithful people, that we may be strengthened in our faith to show fervent love toward all those around us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you all. Let us share the peace.
Will you please stand? Will you pray with me? Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things, through your goodness you have blessed us with yes. With them we offer ourselves to your service, and in the name of our God, and in our redemption, all our life and faith. For the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, who rose beyond the bounds of death, And on this day, as he had promised, poured out your spirit of life and power upon the chosen disciples. At this, the whole earth exalts in boundless joy. And so with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took the bread and he gave thanks and he broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks and then he gave it to his disciples, saying, take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim, you proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his glorious coming again. Let us now pray the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is His kingdom's coming whether we, anyone tries to stop it or not. Amen? Amen. Yeah. <laughs> and 
I heard everyone in here confess Jesus Christ with their lips as Lord and Savior. And, and this table is for all who confess and take him at his word. That this is his body given for you. And that is his blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. And if that is your confession, then come. The table is prepared. You may be seated and the ushers will bring you forward.
Will you please stand? Well, I feel refreshed after that. Our sins are forgiven. We've had a foretaste of the feast to come. We are in unity in the name of Jesus in this beautiful church that he's uh, provided for us. We've got beloved friends that have come to visit and lifelong friends that are here. Let us rejoice in that. And now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Our closing hymn is Because He Lives, and it's on page 8 of our bulletin.